All right, this week on the podcast, uh, welcome to it, live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. My name's Glenn, I've been your host, and uh, I thank you for always joining us every week. We try to keep things extremely light. Each podcast is like 30 minutes, and uh, oh, they're just fun. It's just ridiculous mayhem is all it is. Nothing serious whatsoever. But this week, we're going to shift gears a little bit. As you know, this weekend is the 21st anniversary of 9-11, that day that uh, I think most Americans hopefully will never forget. And on that day, uh, mixed emotions for me. Now, this Saturday happens to be Family Golf Day here in Fairbanks in honor of my mother, second Sunday of September. And it's held all around the world, wherever you are, this Sunday, play golf with family. That's part of the thing. It's also my father's birthday, 9-11. So, Gives me one reason to smile, but a reason that brings a tear to my eye is the loss of a dear friend. And that's one Lauren Grand Colas, who happened uh, sadly to be one of those 37 brave Americans on Flight 93 that went down in a field in Pennsylvania. They fought back against terrorism and were really the first ones to do so in that battle. And they'll never be forgotten. Uh, Sadly, she went down carrying her unborn child, that of uh, my dear friend Jack Grand Colas, her husband. And, of course, his life changed forever, obviously. And it's taken him 20 years to crawl out of the ashes. And he has, and he's got a new book out. And this week, we're going to visit with Jack and talk about that and talk about that day. So a serious moment here and a serious episode live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. Here's my interview with Jack Rancolas. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. With you now from the cabin of Crapper Creek, it's Glenner with you on this fine morning. And as you know, of course, uh, 9-11 coming up September 11th, this Sunday, as a matter of fact. And a day that, of course, all of us will never forget. And as weird as the last couple of years have been for the world, America and everything else, um, it's moments like those that tell us the human nature side of who we are, how we prevail in difficult situations. And I think as a nation, we've kind of shown that. The last couple of years, although many of you have forgotten, and it's time to get that back, that feeling we had in post 9-11 where there was a togetherness. And one of the stories that I've brought up in the past, and we've had him on before, is my dear friend uh, down in California, Mr. Jack Grancolis, who is on the line with us as well. Jack, how are you, man? Good to talk to you always. Uh, Back at you, Glenn, my good friend, and I'm doing great. Uh, Everything in life is starting to brighten up and uh it's a very uh, joyful time even though it's a sad remembered and of course uh let's recap real quick uh my dear friend jack of course uh has been up here many times i've met him i've known him boy 35 years now i think we've been friends we've had some wild adventures together some good times some sad times and of course the saddest of the sad was on 9-11 and i will uh, recap by telling you uh the day after it was nine it was the 12th and my wife and I are watching, Marie and I are watching the news, and that's when we hear a familiar voice, and it's our dear friend, Lauren Grancolis, and her voice message that she left her husband, my good friend Jack, while she was aboard Flight 93 out of New Jersey. And that, that interview, that, that voice alone, um, I still hear in my head, as I'm sure you do. And we're having Jack on because this week his... His new book drops, or Ope comes out, drops. See, I'm, I'm in radio, so I'm thinking music here. Uh, like a River to the Sea is the book. And it's really Jack's story of not only that tragic part in your life, but I think the most 
poignant part of the book is how you came out of that deep fog. And the story of you and Lauren, you guys started as college sweethearts. And you went from there. And it had to be difficult to write the book. And I want you to kind of just synopsis the beginning and Lauren, before we move on, tell us something about Lauren. Yeah, well, I met Lauren in college at the University of Texas. And as you know, she had beautiful blue eyes oh. and it really struck me. And she also had a wonderful energy about her. Um, Amazing. Petite, yes. petite and beautiful, energetic, um, you know, got you to do a bucket list item uh, by jumping out of a plane. Perfectly so, good plane, you know. by the, I might add. Yeah, we, yeah, we did that on her yeah. 30th birthday, as a matter of fact. And I, it was unknowns to me. I flew in and, oh, we're going to jump out of a plane. Okay. Well, the, you know, the best part is, is when we picked you up from the airport, Glenn, and you're in the back seat hopping around up and down like you do. And <laughs> hey, what are we going to do? We're going to go kayaking, we go fishing, sailing, bike riding, you know, you're nonstop energy to go conquer the world. And I turned around and said, no, we're going to go skydiving for Lauren's 30th birthday today. And I've never heard you go quiet before, <laughs> uh, especially for as long as you were quiet. And I knew you were pondering some response and I'll never forget the response. And it was you saying, you know, I just got off a perfectly good plane. Why would I like to get on another smaller one and go up and jump out of it? And I remember thinking, you're exactly right. I agree with you. But it, to, to give you what Lauren's personality trait was, she's like, okay. And she was going practicing, and you and I were standing there and looking at her, and we looked at each other, and we said, what kind of wimps are we? And it was, it was just her doing that that inspired us to do something that we, we really wanted to do in our lives. And, and there that, was, that really was yeah. Lauren's essence. She, she inspired people to do things. And there was no reluctance in her eyes. And that's what, that's when I knew it's like, Oh, I got to do this. I saw her, her confidence and everything. And it totally gave me the confidence to do it. There was no hesitation in Lauren when she went and jumped out of the plane, all of that. And, uh, I remember we toasted it over dinner that night and it was just an amazing time, but we flash ahead in this book, of course, um, uh, Without getting too far into it, because obviously this book is available now through uh, Target, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever. It's a wonderful book, once again, Like a River to the Sea, with my uh, good friend Jack Grant Colas. Now, uh, I think the other heartbreaking part of this is the fact that uh, your dear wife, Lauren, was carrying your unborn child at the time. A child that you would, the two of you had uh, desperately tried to conceive for some time. Yeah, and that's that's covered in the book because yes. I knew after the September 11th of 2001, I was in a, a new trajectory. I had uncharted waters ahead of me and they were going to be rough. I just didn't know how rough. And it was about 15, 14 years later that, um, you know, I first got treated for depression because I lost 30 pounds in the first three months. But it was 14 years later that I went back to see a therapist who uh, diagnosed me with PTSD. And as I say in the book, I'd rather refer to it as PTSI. It's not a disorder when trauma happens to you. It's, an, it's a brain injury. Um, it's a shock to your system that 
many different forms. And uh, through that, uh, and a specific treatment called EMDR, the therapist realized that I had not mourned my unborn child. I was still having the ghost of that child, him or her, in my in my thoughts every year, thinking they would be this age doing this thing. So she helped me identify that uh, uh, what I needed to do to memorialize it, part of it was to um, uh, distribute Lauren's ashes, which I, for whatever reason, couldn't do. And she unlocked the fact that um, the D- baby's DNA is in there. Maybe it's a nice way to give tribute to all of them. So that's what I did. It was a chapter closure for me. Um, she also mentioned that it might be good therapy to just write it all down in a love letter to that child. And that started six years ago. Uh, I sat down with my friend Alan Shipmuck, who is a sports writer, mostly in the golf field. Um, and he said that, you know, he, he'd help me, you know, catalog and diary it. And I said, I may or may not release it as a book. He says, I don't care if it helps you feel better. I'm going to do it with you. He was terrific. He was very patient. He was very nurturing. Um, he's, you know, a a terrific friend now, um, and has been for over 12 years. And, um, so that, that this was more of a, a therapy turned into a book and it's not a long read as you see it's a small book, but it's a wonderful book. Yes. I hope it, you know, can help people because as you'll read in the end, I have a little accident where I end up in the burn unit ICU for 33 days on almost my own life threatening situation. And, uh, it, I came to the realization that, you know, I've helped people personally talk about how to get through the trauma. Maybe the book will help many more who are suffering that, um, very frustrating and lonely loss of a loved one to COVID. And, um, that's really the inspiration that came behind it. And, um, and I hope that people will, will also seek mental health when they need it, because there's, there's trauma in many different ways it's, um, that impact our lives. So uh, it's okay to get um, mental health assistance. And I think as a society, we're starting to do that more, especially, obviously, I think men, you know, the chutzpah, the, you know, the macho uh, man, oh, I don't need to, any of that. You know, like our dads did, they just muddled through it. But just think some of them, maybe how much better they could have handled some of those had they had some of those coping mechanisms. And really, as you read this book, you can see the therapy. It, it had to be for you to do this. It had to be extremely helpful. And I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was surprised that part made the book because that was an interesting chapter in your life just a couple of years ago when you had that accident and you'll have to read about it in the book. Once again, our guest Jack Rancolas and the book is like a river to the sea, the story of him. And of course his college sweetheart, Lauren Grancolis, who tragically left, left us on nine uh, 11, but uh, as a hero, as were so many of them. And in that book, you also talk about some of those other people on that plane who were so much like Lauren taking a different flight, deciding to leave early. They were all uh, so many on the East Coast for uh, very like-minded situations as Lauren was, who was there for, I believe, for her grandmother's funeral, correct? Yes, that's correct. And actually, she stayed a few extra days to re- reveal the good news about her pregnancy to her, her parents and her and her sisters. Um, and that was Lauren. She wanted to be protective, as you know, um, but she also wanted to wait till, till she was at least uh, one trimester in to make sure that, you know, it was going to secure and not be a, a miscarriage. Right. Um, the other passengers, as you'll read in the book, 
it's it's really extraordinary how they ended up there. But most extraordinary to me is the melting pot of the manifest. I mean, there are all sorts of people. They were uh, young, old, male, female, gay, straight, a lot of different nationalities, black, white, Hispanic. There was uh, young uh, aspiring women, and then there were even you know pregnant mothers, like to you know mothers to be, like Lauren. Um, but it, it, they really did something that is that the country can hang their heads high on because they were strangers and they banded together in a dire moment, realized, gathered information, intelligence, if you will. They now had to become warriors, and they realized they were on a suicide mission. So what greater thing than to take a vote and to agree to um, take back control of the plane if they couldn't at least do it over a rural area? And that, that field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania is very rural. So it, it's really an act of selfless love. Um, it's, a, it's a beacon, I think, of a very dark day. Um, but it is the silver lining that they were the first, you know, winners in the fight against terrorism. They didn't they didn't crash it into the White House or the Pentagon. We don't have those visions to deal with. No, terrorism. no. They saved a lot of lives that day. I mean, a lot of lives. Yeah. To which makes me proud. And that's why, to, you know, your question, how do you go on? You do it in their spirit. I mean, yeah. I would I. It would be an offense to my wife, Lauren, that I didn't go on. And she'd tell me that, wouldn't she? Yeah, she certainly um, would in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. And uh, Jay, like I said, such a wonderful book and such wonderful stories behind it. Of course, uh, this Sunday is the anniversary of, of that uh, that tragic day. But I do want to flash ahead uh, to let listeners know that uh, Jack Rancola is today living down near Pebble Beach and... Uh, has a beautiful wife and Sarah is such an amazing person to have in your life. I know it took a very long time and uh, obviously so and rightfully so, but you found the right one. You found somebody who not only uh, was a new life partner, but somebody who really nurtured and, and uh, grabbed hold with an extreme confidence this past life you did have. And uh, you know, she didn't shun it in any way, shape, or form. You're absolutely right. I, I feel like it was Lauren that brought me another angel on earth, Lauren being my angel in heaven, um, because, you know, Sarah has been a savior in my life, and she is extraordinarily, uh, in, in, she extraordinarily embraces Lauren's life. And I've always told her, I said, if you two had met while she was alive, you'd been best friends. So to me, it, it, it's, it's like lightning striking twice. Um, and I, you know, think it's kind of providential that, that both of them are so much alike. And, and, you know, Sarah's wonderful and I'm happy again. Mornings are bright for me again when they were dark for so long. And that ring that used to sit in a dark safe deposit box is now proudly worn with other diamonds uh, by Sarah. Um, uh, Lauren's diamonds are now on Sarah's ring and she, she wears it proudly. So, and in fact, you know, we were in an interview one time together and Sarah was asked by the interviewer, if Lauren walked in the room today, what would you say to her? And Sarah gave the greatest reply. She said, do you mind sharing? (laughs) (laughs) That's I got to say that's, that's that's the type of beautiful lady she is. Well, and I tell you what, you're a beautiful person because one thing I can tell you, there's always plenty of Jack to go around. 
Uh, <laughs> there's few people that light up a room and own a room like Jack Rancolas does. And I've seen it time and time again. And it's always impressive. And I've always looked up to you in so many ways uh, well before uh, that tragic event. I just always have from the day we met in a bar in Hawaii back in the 80s. Uh, I've just always admired you and how you went through your life and and especially how you handled all that, how you came out of that deep fog on the other side. Now I flash ahead. I'm going to call him today to let you guys know. His buddy Jerry's over talking. Jerry Harrison of the, of the Talking Heads is over at Jack's house. Uh, you send me a video of you and Jim Nance playing golf. Uh, the, the life you have now is one that I live vicariously through you because it's just amazing. And the way you've been able to turn that around and grasp life again, uh, even though uh, something else horrible or, 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 you know, traumatic comes into your life, the way you handle it with such grace and, and uh, I don't know, such a bright outlook uh, really is ins- inspirational to, to me and to others. And I just, I'm so glad to have you as a friend, buddy. Oh, you're going to make me cry, Glenn. Uh, thank you. That's very nice of you. And, you know, it wasn't, like I said, easy to write this, but you know, we're all together on this planet and you know, we got to lift each other up. And a lot of people did a lot of lifting for me and yourself included for the last 21 years. And um, like I said, I, I thought it was time to do something for others uh, and hopefully it helps. And, you know, a portion of the proceeds will go to mental health awareness um, and, you know, maybe the the reason I survived the, the, the fire pit accident is for the reason that this book's being. So I don't know, but certainly appreciate people like you who've been on this journey with me around each and every bend, sometimes metaphorically, but in, in our case, we did it physically too, in many fishing trips and uh, trips to Alaska. And, uh, and, and hanging around San adventure. Francisco and Phoenix and uh, the Bay Area. And yeah. uh, I'll never forget uh, Jack, Helped me mark two things off my bucket list. One was playing golf in Pebble Beach, which you did on my 50th birthday. I'll never forget. And of course, skydiving. So, I mean, when I, there's, I don't think, and I've said this every time, I don't think I've ever had a dull moment with Jack Rancolas. We've never just sat around doing nothing because neither of us are good at that. And uh, I always look forward to the next one. I will be down to play golf. I, I guarantee it. I'm coming down. Uh, the book, once again, like a river to the sea with my good friend, Mr. Jack Grancolis, such a wonderful tribute to his wife, Lauren Grancolis, uh, from nine 11. I know the, uh, the date of course is this Sunday. I tried to take a little bit of happiness into that day because nine 11 actually also happens to be, uh, my father's birthday. And, and that means a great deal to me. It gives me yet another reason to smile and now you give me yet another reason to smile on that date as well. So, Jack Rancolas, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're probably doing interviews galore this week. Uh, you probably have some set up. Uh, the book available through Amazon, Target, uh, Barnes & Noble. Once again, like a river to the sea with my good friend, Mr. Jack Rancolas. Love you, buddy. I'll be down to play golf very soon, I promise. Back at you and keep making people laugh because I believe that Anyone who is in your life that makes you laugh, you owe them a great deal of gratitude because it's helping your health. Yeah. And uh, you're helping a lot of people with your laughter. Oh, well, I'll take at least a beer. I'll take a beer. I'm good with a beer. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. I promise next week we're getting back to the ridiculous comedy and the laughter and everything. But please don't forget 9-11.
put a flower in a river somewhere for Lauren and all of these uh, Americans who were lost on that day. And let's never forget that. William, check out that book, Like a River to the Sea, written by Jack Rancolas. It's a good one. Till then, we will talk to you from the cabin in Crapper Creek. We'll talk next week. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glenn Entertainment production.